Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. And I am your mother's worst nightmare, but your father's wet dream, Matt Golden. How you doing, Alex? Well, there's some high expectations you set for yourself. Uh, no, that's set by your parents. Oh, good for them. <laughs> yeah. I guess that explains their separation. <laughs> Me too. So this week we are talking about Free Comic Book Day 2018. Yes, I personally went to three comic book shops so I could get all the comic books that I wanted. I went to one. Yeah, you really overdid yourself this year, buddy. So, I know that you and I both went to the same comic book shop, but I happened to go to that one on my lunch break, so I think everything had kind of died down. What was it like when you went in there? Because you were there in the morning time, right? Yeah, I was there a little before noon, and it was pretty crowded. I heard people talking about how there's people that come in. It's the only day that they'll ever come in the entire year. But, I mean, everyone seemed to be pretty excited. There was more people actually looking around the shop. Then they were hoarding around the tables that had the free comics on there. So that was kind of neat. And I thought whenever I brought up my comics to the counter, the people in front of me also were buying stuff. That's all I could see on free comic book days. People actually making use and buying trays, starting new series and things like that. Yeah, I I only bought comic books at, at one store where I've got my pull list from. Uh, so the place where I, for those of you who are not in the know, the pull list is the comics that you have pulled every single week whenever they come out. So that was the only store that I bought stuff at. I actually bought a new Brian Azzarello series, Moonshine. There's actually a couple of trades of it out, or there's one and another one's coming soon. From the team that did 100 Bullets, maybe you've heard of it. It's one of the biggest comic book sellers of all time. So I got the first issue of that, and then I got the first issue of The Chilling Sabrina, which is like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but like super dark. So super pumped to read that. I kind of flipped through it, and it was like, oh, this is dark and grisly as shit, so I'll I'll pick this up. But I didn't want to spend, you know, $400 on free comic book day <laughs> because that kind of defeats the purpose. But I, I mean, wanted to participate and get some free shit. Yeah, the shop I went to had 20% off all trades. It's a good uh, deal. So I went ahead and picked up volume five of Tom King's Batman run. Was it really 20% off there? Uh-huh. I would have bought stuff had yeah. I known that. And volume four of uh, X-Men Gold. God damn it. Yeah. I had a 10% off coupon at the place that Alex is talking about. So, oh, so I'm really, down. Yeah. really bummed that I didn't know yeah. that right now. It makes me super sad in my butt. <laughs> it's a weird place to be sad, but <laughs> my just a quick pause from all the seriousness here. Uh, my favorite thing to do on this show is to make a joke, and sometimes Alex will just keep going, like I didn't say anything. And there are other times when he just like <laughs> it's like a cough, like sputter, laugh combination that is just the most beautiful thing and that's what i live for like i wouldn't i wouldn't be here today if it weren't for that so thank you matt has very uh low life goals but (laughs) at least he's hanging in there i don't want to travel i don't want to make money i just want to see alex smile (laughs) so i think we both picked up uh the free comic book of the tick this year which is what i usually pick up almost every year for free comic book day yeah it's been available since uh this is the seventh year now and the only reason I know that is because there's a offer for the first six issues of it for only three eighty eight on the first page, right when you open it up. So let me ask you, after you sell that offer and then you read the issue, would you say it's worth it? Fuck yeah, it's it's worth it. Uh, it's not like the, the greatest comic book of all time, but it's got some good jokes. It's funny. If you watch the animated series, it's right up your alley. 
And I mean, that's kind of what Free Comic Book Day is all about. Yeah, there were three stories in it. Uh, the main two written by Jeff McClendon and his stories book in the Free Comic Book. But what do you think? Which one was your favorite out of the three? Probably the first one, actually. I really enjoyed it where he has to go. It's a classic tale. Man's got to go fight a dragon. This time the man's the fucking tick. So it, it had some good laughs in it. What yeah, and it was you? him riding a horse, which was a fun sight to see. Yeah. Tick interacting with cows, which is always fun. I uh, might have been um, biased just because it was the first one, too. <laughs> I don't know. I actually enjoyed the last one where Tick is the best man at uh, Ducky's wedding. And Ducky has stretch powers like Mr. Fantastic. There's a running joke in it about him asking, do you know how I got my powers? And it's like a radioactive rubber band. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty funny. And I like that there was a twist at the end, too, that he actually got his powers in a rather ill-gotten way. Yeah. That was kind of nice. And that he was only using the Tick to be his best man uh, for his abilities. But Tick also assumed that he was everybody's best friend. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, if you watch the show, it's I mean they it's very Classic much in tick. line yeah, w- with the same humor. A little bit more larger-than-life stories because they aren't constrained by a TV show budget or TV show logic. Uh, yeah, it was it was very enjoyable. If you're ever at Free Comic Book Day, pick it up because it's going to be there. It looks like for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's definitely one that you won't regret. Now you picked up a bunch of stuff, didn't you? During I your picked up so much fucking shit. That, like I said, I went to three different places so I could get as many free comic books as possible. Not to be like a you know a thief of comic books. I'm not trying to rob <laughs> anybody, rob any children of their first comic book love or anything. But Papa's got to make sure he gets his. You know what I mean? So. If there was anything I was remotely interested in, I went ahead and grabbed it. I grabbed like nine things. I haven't read them all yet, but I'm only going to talk about a few of them with you guys today. And Alex and I, I think are going to circle back and kind of just trade up. Because uh, he got a few that I didn't get to and that I haven't read. But I'll go I'll go exciting here. I'll go Border... Or not Borderlands. Uh, <laughs> that's a different video game. Uh, Barrier, Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, new series... That's also a web series and completed on the internet. So before I know what happens, you can go read it on the internet. But it's kind of neat. It's a series that's been only available on the web that they are releasing in comic book form for the very first time. And they are releasing the first issue on Free Comic Book Day. You can probably still find it somewhere for free. But they're going to release them out in five weekly issues. And then I imagine put out a trade of it. But it's a it's a neat story. It's frustrating for people who only uh, read English if it is in Spanish thing, but I'm a very lazy reader, uh, especially when it comes to comic books. I just want to be able to flip through, enjoy some pretty pictures, and read some pretty words. Did it make you realize how much high school Spanish you've forgotten? Here's the thing is, I am a hockey player at heart. Anybody who has known me for a long time knows this. So is that what we're saying that you took French? That is my way of saying that I took motherfucking French. In high school, everybody was like, oh, why aren't you learning Spanish? It's so useful. I was like, I'm going to forget it regardless. So I'm going to think that I'm cool and, and learn French. And I thought I was cool and I learned French. <laughs> Reading this book makes me wish that I had forgotten all the Spanish that I knew in high school. But shit, it was good. It was a really good book. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. At the end, they get abducted by aliens. But it's just kind of a border story. Um somebody that kind of patrols the border versus somebody who's crossing the border. And in the end, they both get abducted by aliens. The end of the story. It's cool. Art's beautiful. Uh, the art in this book, uh, is by the fantastic, uh, Munza Vicente. 
I'm sure I'm butchering the shit out of that, but that's the uh, the artist's name. Yeah, I picked up, which I don't believe you got, was uh, the Warren Ellis James Bond book, art by James Masters. And I've always liked James Bond. I've never been like, a huge James Bond fan, but I've never uh, disliked him. I've seen almost all the films, played most of the games, and I'm a huge Warren Ellis fan, but it never really jumped out as me as a series to put on my pull list or reading thing it's done by dynamite but i figured i'll give it a shot for conflict day is what this is for yeah uh, and, real quick question i, w- I want to interrupt you real fast were you always odd job and did you always use the golden gun in uh goldeneye yes of course okay yeah that, that's how you win i just wanted to yeah. clarify what kind of a man alex was for everybody but it's the series from the varger stories line and i really enjoyed it i was pleasantly surprised i i, I shouldn't have been the art's fantastic warren else is a fantastic writer like i said i like james bond uh, it opens with James Bond committing uh, a rather brutal, like, revenge murder, which is a really cool cold open. Was it very sexual, or was it just... <laughs> no, just just hunting down a guy that had a cross tattoo on his forehead and a spiderweb tattoo on the side. And uh, after reading it, I, I decided that I wanted to go pick up and start reading that series. Which is, I think, exactly what a good comic book should do on for comic book day. It, it should make you want to read more, entice you, and make you want to add that series to your pull list. Uh, this has been going on for a long time. I can actually lend you the first two issues of this. I own them. I've never read them. I own them because <laughs> I, too, love James Bond. I actually own literally every James Bond movie. So if you need to borrow one, I'm here for you, pal. I've got them all on Blu-ray because I don't know why. I watch <laughs> one of them a year. But I love it. It's great. So highly recommend this series. Warren Ellis is the fucking jam. Anything that you can ever grab by him is top notch. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Uh, the next one, I, I kind of just want to skip over it, but I, I got it and I read it. So I guess I'll talk about it. Uh, it's a series called The Mall. Um, Why'd you pick it up? Uh, the cover. The cover is why I grabbed it. <laughs> which You know, as they say, always judge a book by its cover. Yeah, which is what my mommy taught me. Just... Make sure you look at that cover. If it's got pretty pictures, then go for it. It's got that uh, that old school 80s vibe on it, and it just looks really cool. Like It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, it's by somebody named Hanfield. I'm not even going to get into it. Um, it says it's an 80s coming-of-age crime story, and everybody on the cover is holding guns and looking cool in 80s. Yeah, I love coming-of-age stories. Yeah, yeah, I love the flock of seagulls. Yeah. What's What could go wrong? And apparently everything... It's just a teenager who's trying to get a girl just so he can uh, make out with her a little bit. And I guess he's a part of the mob for reasons. And it sucks. Don't <laughs> don't fucking read it, man. It was really kind of lame. That being said, will I grab an issue? No, no, no. Fooled you. I will not grab an so issue. So why didn't you like it? Like, Was it just the writing, the pacing? Was it just not enough uh, way? Was it didn't have as much eighties feel as you wanted? There was zero eighties feel. Like there was a uh, very little in the art that made me like really eighties nostalgic. There was no neon. There was no like big puffy jackets. Everybody was. So you're saying stick to Paper Girls for people that want to be in the eighties? Absolutely. Um, this one was all jocks yeah. and cheerleaders, and jocks and cheerleaders look the same in. Any era. Or you can just read a comic book series from the 80s, too, that was written then. Yeah, I mean, go go do that. It's way way no. cooler. You'll feel way better about yourself that way. Um, next up, I think Alex has got one to talk about. Yeah, I picked up uh, My Story's Given Out at DC Nation 
on for comic book day which i had to pick up it's got three stories in it uh a tom king story art by clay man about the joker uh brian michael bendis story about superman and a story by scott snyder james tinian and joshua williamson that's a prelude to the new justice league series no justice and their relative spinoffs from the other teams and it was fantastic it was one of the best things i picked up and I'm excited. The Joker story, I'm not going to spoil it much because Matt has not had a chance to read it yet. Appreciate but it. Even though we don't spoil stuff. Even though we spoil stuff for all you. Also, spoilers oh, for this episode. Oh, that might be a record for the longest we've gone spoiling things without saying spoilers. Uh, and right before, I'm about to do very minimal, if any, spoilers. <laughs> but the t- the color is actually really great. Now, I was really impressed by Jordan Belair's color of the Joker's makeup in it. It really made him seem disturbed and uh on top of Clayman's art but basically the joker breaks into a guy's house and he's sitting there waiting with him for the mail because he wants an invitation to batman's wedding and the guy doesn't understand the guy's terrified doesn't understand why batman would send an invitation to his house for his wedding and the joker doesn't have a reason why either so it, it's basically a hostile situation and it's just fantastic it makes me want tom king to do even more joker stories uh, the Bender story uh, was really good. It's more, it sets up more about his future Superman, but it's more about Clark Kent, the reporter, and the troubles he's facing to live up to what he once was. It also hints that Lois Lane is gone from the Daily Reporter, so we kind of get an idea of what Bendis is going to do with Lois. Not yet, but a hint of what he's going to be doing. Uh, but what I really enjoyed was the No Justice Prelude by Snyder Tinian and Joshua Williamson, just because it had some absolutely amazing teams in it. There's four teams, and I loved every single one of them, and I'll just list them real quick. Team Wisdom? Uh, yes. Team Entropy? Yes. Team Entropy, which is Lobo, Deathstroke, Batman, Lex Luthor, and Beast Boy. It's an absolutely amazing team. Team Mystery, which is Superman, Martian Manhunter, Starfire, Starro, and Sinestro. Team Wonder, which is the Tana, Dr. Fate, Etrigan, Raven, Wonder Woman. And then Team Wisdom, like you mentioned earlier, which is Cyborg, uh, Damian Wayne, Robin, Adam, The Flash, and Harley Quinn. Like, there's some amazing... There's a ton of heavy hitters on each of the team. And so many question marks. Like, you wonder, why is Sinestro a part of the Justice League? Why is Starro a part of the Justice League? And working <laughs> with all of them. In the sense that people have always been classically evil. I know Sinestro has worked with the Green Lanterns before. It's just something that I can't wait to see what builds upon it. And, I, and Batman and Deathstroke working together in a team seems almost unstoppable as far as planning and strategy. Unless Deathstroke betrays him for a higher paycheck. So, And again, why would Deathstroke join a Justice League team? So, just to touch on that, I don't really know. I mean, I, I definitely nailed a couple of the team names and stuff. I've, I've read a little bit about this series. But it's going to be a four-issue miniseries throughout May. You can pick up all the issues. I know I'm going to. And then it's going to lead into the new Justice League. So, which there's going to be three Justice League books, I believe. Out is there really? That's yeah. fucking awesome. I think I think that's why they. I think there's going to be one by Snyder, one by Tinian, and one by Williamson. Uh, well, that would make sense. That would yeah. make a lot of sense. Um, that's really cool. So look forward to that. Free comic book day is a great prelude to a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah, which is I think that's one of the best things too. Like even for like current readers of series you read, it gives you a preview, not necessarily a preview. Uh, basically a prologue story to the series that you would pick up anyway. 
a lot of these are are definitely for kids trying to get into things. Yeah. A lot of the issues are really short. They're eight to like 15 pages. So they're about a half a comic book in length, really. Um, for instance, The Amazing Spider-Man, Nick Spencer. Which is a book that I really wanted to pick up, but my scrolling allowed uh, four issues. And so I went with something else instead of Amazing Spider-Man. But I love Nick Spencer as a writer. Uh, you can have mine. <laughs> uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. I imagine it's going to tie right into, and actually it does based off of what I, I'm reading right now. Uh, it continues into Amazing Spider-Man number one, which is something that you're, we, we kind of see with Marvel a lot. And because Spencer's taking over for Dan Slott, like the long-time yep. Spider-Man writer. For Amazing Spider-Man. Nick Spencer's been doing a lot of good work on a lot of different shit. Um, but it's just your typical web slinger man. Um, he's cracking wise. He's making jokes at everybody's expense, including Marvel's. Um, at one point he encounters Wilson Fisk and he's like, ah, I used to be my main bad guy until Daredevil came along. Just little quips. He's, he's very good at writing it. He's very fast. Spider-Man's an easy write, which is according to Dan's, not Dan Snyder. <laughs> Who's Dan Snyder? I'm high right now. Shit. I'm not high. I don't smoke weed, but I think Dana Snyder is a comedian. Dana Snyder is a comedian. So Scott guy. Snyder was who I was yeah. thinking of. Um, who does he said, not work for Marvel. Actually, I take that back. It was him and Greg Capullo oh. both said that Spider-Man is extremely easy to write for and a fool could do it. He said anybody could write Spider-Man and it would be simple. That said, Nick Spencer's doing a great job with Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. I do fair. I've read some bad Spider-Man stories, so I'm yeah. not sure how yeah, true that is. Yeah, can do bad. Uh, next, I picked up Bob's Burgers. If you watch the TV show, you like the comic book, plain and simple. Not a lot to it. It does one of the things that Bob's Burgers does a lot, which is it has a story from each kid's perspective. Tina's story is a Titanic version of butt touching because, of course, it is. Gene's story is a where the wild things are version of food because, you know, he loves is. food. Uh, and then Luisa's story is a story of cursed burgers because, you know, fits in line. Lots of good jokes throughout. Now, when you read that story, did you hear all the actors' voices as you read each panel? 100%. Um, it's not like it was like astoundingly great. Nothing was fantastic. But, but that's got to help with the jokes, too, that you already have, like a voice and a tone and like a delivery that you'd assume. It does. It, I mean, in pacing, too. Yeah. Um, it's something that I really have never thought about since I've read. I used to read Simpsons comics. I think I said in episode one or something shit that I used to read Simpsons comics, and that was my first intro into comics and really, really, really loved it when I was a kid. I think this is a good continuation, even for adults. I might even start picking up brick and Morty or some shit. But yeah, it's just nice to have like it's fun. a break. I mean, as much as we re- love comics, uh, it's nice to have something that's just lighthearted and not well, superhero related. It doesn't have to deal with like the end of the world or serious issues going on. People have just a fun cartoon that, you know, when you, uh, finish the ending that nothing's going to change in these characters lives yeah it's, it, it's a fast. comfort comic in a way. it's easy you enjoy it there's no there's no uh there's no risk involved with it you yeah. know that you're going to like it to a certain degree and that's going to be that and you can reread these stories a bunch of times and be like oh yeah and then you forget about the jokes and reread them it's going to be great uh the next thing i grabbed uh was actually i think my top pick uh if i were to pick one thing it was going to be this one and it really wasn't for the cover. Uh, it was a dual dark horse of Overwatch and Black Hammer. Overwatch is the cover. I was, I play Overwatch a lot. I enjoy it. It's a fun. Who's video your main? Game. Who's my? I'm a. I'm actually a Zarya main, and Zarya's on the cover. It's a Zarya story. You know who I hate in this comic book? 
fucking Zarya. Oh, dude. really? Oh, it's bad. Oh, that, it's that's gotta be heartbreaking. She finally so gets some bad. character development, and it's not what you're hoping for. I mean, she seems like a really shitty person. <laughs> like they did, they did not write it well at all. I don't know who wrote it. Just kidding. It's Andrew Robinson. Uh, Andrew Robinson, if you're re- listening to this, I'm so sorry that it, you know you've worked so hard, and, and some random guy is telling you how bad you are. But I really got this for the Black Hammer. I didn't. I didn't care for the Overwatch. I wanted a few extra pages of Black Hammer. Black Hammer by Jeff Lemire, of course. Jeff Lemire does some of the best work he's ever done. And if you know who Jeff Lemire is, that's saying a lot. The Eisner Award uh, nominations just came out, and Black Hammer and Jeff Lemire are all over it. Um, so go pick that shit up. But the the book is fantastic. It's really really neat. Basically, it's. And I guess this is a spoiler alert. Um, it takes place for the most part long after the issues or the incidents that happen in Black Hammer. Uh, and it's about the forming of a super team after like decades after Black Hammer happens. So it's really, really neat. So check it out. Cool art. Great story. And I have a boner. Well, congratulations. That's It's really the highest praise yeah. I can give a book. Now, the last book we're going to talk about is one that we both picked up. And it was Marvel's other for comic book day book, which was the double-sided Avengers by Jason Aaron and Captain America by Ta-Nehisi Coates. And these are both, again, basically prologue to the new series that they're both going to be writing. Which one did you like more? I like the Avengers story more. Jason Aaron opens it with familiar territory where he's having Odin talk to Black Panther, basically setting up the threat that's going to be in the Avengers, which is a talking about how he killed a celestial millions of years ago or billions of years ago with one of the first Black Panthers and others. And then how Loki has harnessed that power and is going to use it against him. But it's Jason Aaron working for a long time writing as Guardians, which since he wrote the mighty Thor and Thor for so long. It's voices that he's real familiar with. The dude knows what he's doing with Asgardians. He's got that shit on lock. Avengers is great. It actually leads into Avengers number one. Uh, the last, um, the last image uh, that you see in the book is one of the last images you see is uh, Thor and Captain America drinking in a bar, which is how Avengers number one opens. Um, spoiler alert again. Sorry. That only came out a week ago. Sorry, Alex. I'm not sorry. But it shows the last panel shows the team for Aaron's Avengers run. Oh, and it's a badass team, too. It's Captain America, Thor, Iron Man. So you have your original Avengers right there, along with Black Panther, She-Hulk, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, and Robbie Robbie Reyes as Ghost Rider. What do you think of Ta-Nehisi Coase's Captain America run? Or uh, not run, but his, his issue. <laughs> it was a, it it's a very short run. It's a very eight-page run. run. Uh, it was a fast read. It had my attention. It had an interesting new villain. It had a new take on Captain America, I think. Or it's, I think it's going to have a new take on Captain America, which as something that was out in the 50s and 60s, it's hard to keep something like that fresh. Just ask Ed Brubaker, the famed Captain America author. He'll tell you firsthand how difficult it is. Uh, but I think it was great. I think it was really, really cool. Yeah, I like the art a lot. The art uh, is one of the coolest things that I've seen all comic book day. Yeah, which is by Central Frances. Um, 
And what I liked is that stories that seem to shy away from the recently that Captain America was uh, the leader of Hydra and and uh, pregnant and almost destroyed the country. So I like that that the, the weight of that is still with Cap because uh, it should be something that he should just brush off easily, even though he was uh, brainwashed, uh, not really brainwashed, but had his history altered. The the guilt would still weigh. On Steve Rogers, no matter how responsible he was for his actions. Not to mention he was carrying a baby the whole time. And it does. And Coates' run on Black Panther is very, very, like, dialogue heavy. And I was kind of worried if he'd be able to handle the action of Captain America. But the, the pages that we saw did handle it really well. We saw Nuke jump from a helicopter, which is, of course, the Vietnam version of Captain America. But it wasn't just Nuke. We saw hordes of versions of nuke or, or other soldiers like him that well, we don't know much about them yet what they're going to be but it was a terrifying sight to think about all these roided out super soldiers uh causing destruction across america and how can cap who's just one man able to stop them uh with the help of the avengers like we see at the beginning <laughs> in a whole different storyline but i mean if you get a chance, a lot of these issues are probably still available at your local comic book shop and most oh, likely yeah. available for free. So if you get a chance for these interested, you go buy and pick them up because there's a lot of good reads out there. Now, a couple questions, a couple follow-ups. Do you read Jason Aaron's Thor run right now? Yes. Are you going to pick up the Avengers trades when they come out? Yes. Are you going to pick up the uh, the Captain America trades now too? Uh, I'll have to wait and see their reviews. Uh, typically, I don't buy Cap trades. I usually read them digitally. For the most part. Yeah, illegally. Uh, internet uh, police come get Alex uh, right now. Marvel Unlimited is very much legal. Ah, damn it. That's true. What about the tick? You're going to keep reading that? No. No? As much as I enjoy it, there's just too much stuff on my pull list already. If I were to like see it like on sale on like Amazon or at a, or at a comic book shop, like I'd probably pick it up then. But it's not something that I'm going to jump out uh, and get myself. They... If I could get the the trades for like ten dollars or under, I would. I, I'd say that's a steal. Yeah, I'll say the stuff I got. I mean, all the all the no justice stuff. I'm very much interested in Jason Aaron's oh, yeah. Thor. I'm very much interested in, and the Warren Ellis James Bond run. I'm very much interested in. So I mean, for comic book day for the publishers, did his job at least with one person. What about you? Um, I would agree with everything that you said. I would also add, God damn it, pick up Black Hammer if you haven't read it yet. I know Alex just picked up Volume 1 the other day. Thank God. I think I'm going to start picking up Bob's Burgers, um, at least the trades. If I buy the comics and the trades, to me, it's not worth it. I'm not going to spend, you know, $20 uh, for five issues of, of Bob's Burgers, but I'll definitely spend 10 bucks for five or six. That doesn't seem like a bad trade-off to me. Uh, the Tick, I'm the same way. If it's free or, or really cheap, I'm all about it. Amazing Spider-Man, I could take it or leave it. I can read it digitally on... on Marvel Unlimited, it's not something I have to own. I don't feel like it's something that has to be in my collection. Same thing with Cap Like You. Definitely not married to the idea. Not picking up the mall. I won't be picking up any more Overwatch comics unless they're part of something cooler. Barrier, we'll see. I might pick up the second one. It actually comes out tomorrow. We'll see how I feel if I'm feeling real squirrely when I'm in Will there tomorrow. Will you browse through first to see if it's in Spanish or in the language before you pick it up? You know... That sounds extremely racist of me, but <laughs> I think I, I actually am going to do something like that. And I don't know, like, if it's racist. Like, if you literally just can't understand, I mean, that'd be like picking yeah. up a book in another language. 
I mean, or also just says that you're too lazy to go to Google Translate and really appreciate a story. The art in it is incredible. It was it was really really phenomenal. I was I was very happy. I'm actually going to give you Barrier and the Amazing Spider-Man, and I'll let you read them and tell me what you think later. I will go to Google Translate for all of it. Yeah, and I will see how much Spanish I've forgotten since high school and college. Like I said, I'm a really really lazy reader. I want it all <laughs> laid out in front of me, mm-hmm. and the second I started to have to do work. I was like, oh, is this going to end soon? And there's like four more pages of Spanish. So, you know, I looked at the pictures and tried to decipher what was happening. I'll just translate it for you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you do just a terrible job. I'll just text it all to you, but I won't tell you what panel. So it'll be one long run-on sentence. That sounds wonderful. Oh, he's punctuation. Uh, Fun fact for everybody out there, while we were prepping for this, uh, this week's podcast, I took a Polaroid of... Mr. Eshback himself, uh, find that on our Instagram. Tell us a, uh, something that you liked and disliked about the photo that I took. <laughs> Don't talk about this podcast, though. But I think that about wraps it up for this week's Henchman of Comics. As always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Please go and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. Uh, follow us on Instagram. I'm posting funny stuff on there. Follow us on Twitter. Alex is uh, posting some not funny stuff on there. Uh, and then go to our Facebook and see how barren it is <laughs> because I do a very bad job of, of keeping up with it. If you like the art for our podcast, go uh, give my friend Matt McGill a follow at I am McGill on Instagram. I think he's on Facebook too. Oh, he definitely is. He would hate if you followed him there. So go <laughs> so go to his Facebook. For the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Dashback. And I'm Bob. Henchman ain't easy.